Are you ready for an open discussion with the best of the best and the best of what's next? Welcome to the Tony D'Urso Show. Join in on a great conversation today with some of the world's great influencers as they showcase great advice and techniques that made them the game changers they are today. Now, here's Tony D'Urso. Welcome, I'm your host, Tony D'Urso. We interview world-class influencers, celebrities, and elite entrepreneurs. And I thank you for joining us. We broadcast every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific on Voice America's Influencers Channel. And you can listen to all of our shows on your Android or Apple device. Go to TonyDurso.com slash mobile and get the app. TonyDurso.com slash mobile. Before we get going, here's a big thank you to some amazing sponsors of our show. Please stay tuned for an important message from SelectQuote if you're thinking about life insurance or would like to know more about it. And look for some information ahead on LinkedIn on how the right hire can make a huge impact on your business. More on them just ahead, so please stay tuned. Today's show is with Dr. David Friedman, Food Sanity. All right, here's some info on David. Dr. David Friedman is an award-winning, number one best-selling author of Food Sanity, How to Eat in a World of Fads and Fiction. He's a doctor of naturopathy, clinical nutritionist, chiropractic neurologist, board-certified alternative medical practitioner, and board-certified in integrative medicine. Check this out. Welcome to the show, Dr. David Friedman. I am so honored to have you on. Thank you. Oh, it's great to be here, Tony. David, I believe that you have been featured on more magazines and newspapers and media than any other guest. So you are a special, special guest celebrity now with me. Now, now I'm on your, on your show, so now I'm done. <laughs> you, My you, mission's complete. <laughs> you hit the top of the top. That's it. <laughs> That's great. You have done so much that this is probably going to take a long time to answer because I would love to know, David, what's your backstory? How did it all start for you? Well, I can tell you, basically with uh, Food Sanity, I wrote it after 18 years of frustration that I endured as a syndicated TV and radio health expert. And like you, you, you know, we interviewed different people and I've interviewed scientists and doctors and best-selling authors. And my goal, Tony, was I wanted to bring information to help my audience reach optimal health. Unfortunately, that's not what happened. Instead, every guest would contradict the previous expert, leaving everyone, including me, more confused. You've got the vegan and the paleo, Mediterranean, gluten-free, low-carb diet. The opinions are as different as night and day. And Tony, do you remember, it wasn't that long ago, oatmeal used to help balance blood sugar. You remember that? That was healthy? You That's remember? right. And you know, I'm going to throw another diet in there. It's called the Tony diet. <laughs> <laughs> it better not be the Tony Tiger diet. Or we're going to be a frosted flake guy. We're going to have to talk. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am Italian, but I got to tell you, I don't eat pasta very much because it is mostly carbs. Though I do find non-carb varieties that I like. But that's another story because I do yeah. want to talk about that, too. We have so much to talk about. Yeah, but but basically, you know, the oatmeal now causes, they say, stay away from grains because it spikes your blood sugar and eggs used to, you know, cause high cholesterol. Now they, they lower it and coffee used to be bad. I remember those days. Now it prevents disease. So I really wrote Food Sanity to break through all the frustrations and the fads, facts and fiction and answer the question, what are we supposed to eat? David, did you just say coffee is good? Did I hear that right? That's this week. Who knows what happens next week? Yeah. I am vindicated. Yes. Do you hear that, Nick Sayers? Coffee yes. is good. I love it. For this week only. Possibly. All right. Well, let's talk about food sanity. So you've run into so many different fads. You've listed a good number of them. How did you find sanity with all of this? I mean, doesn't that take years and years to figure out what's good, what's not, and perhaps the best of whatever there is? Yeah, what I basically did is something that's not out in any books that I've read. I use a common science meets common sense approach to figuring out the culinary conundrum. Unfortunately, we can't solely rely on science anymore because we just mentioned that changes sometimes weekly. Plus, many of them are biased. And I spell that B-U-Y-A-S-E-D, meaning they're bought and paid for. So in Food Sanity, I show the reader how to avoid these paid for unreliable scientific studies, tap into their instincts and trust their gut instead of relying on what they read in the media because that'll change then we explore the biology of the body to see if we're designed to digest it so when you combine these three things tony common science 
meets common sense, meets biology, you have a basic foolproof blueprint to show you what you shouldn't be eating. It's like a tricycle without three wheels, it can't function. So my three wheel process is really what's missing in these other diet books out there. My mind's processing all this, David. Could you take us through a case in point on the myth and what you've determined and the end result of what you advise? Yeah, sure. Uh, The big one that I enjoyed reading about was the fish uh, mercury myth fallacy because uh, I happen to love fish. It's very good for you. It's it's good for the brain. It's got omega-3 fatty acids. It's crucial for fighting inflammation. But Tony, every time I would eat fish, I'd feel guilty. Like, am I poisoning my body? Am Am I having mercury? Am I having pollution? So I decided to say, you know, where did this come from? I want to research this and see where these people are having mercury toxicity from having fish. And so many people, even my patients, won't needed for that. And in food sanity, I debunked the mercury fish myth by exploring cultures around the world that eat fish daily, sometimes three times a day. And their blood tests show no mercury toxicity. They're the epitome of good health. And I said, well, what about pregnant females, right? We've all heard avoid fish because of the mercury. So I researched that. There's simply no credible research to support this. In fact, evidence shows quite the opposite. Cultures where pregnant females eat a diet primarily of fish, mostly tuna, have healthier children with higher IQ scores than mothers that avoid the fish. So, you know, the big thing about mercury is the fish do have mercury. It's not good to have in our body, right? We hear so much negative about mercury, but here's why eating fish is not a concern. Mercury cannot cause harm unless it occurs in extremely high enough amounts to inhibit selenium-dependent enzymes, which naturally protect the brain. So in other words, if fish contains more selenium than mercury, it cancels out the mercury that's absorbed by the body. So in my book, Food Sanity, I have a chart of the 18 most commonly eaten fish. All of them, except for the mako shark, has more selenium than mercury. Okay, so folks, play it safe. If you see mako shark on the menu, don't order it. But the other wild-caught fish are good for you and won't cause mercury poisoning. Isn't that interesting? You know, I eat fish every single day. I eat salmon and every once in a while cod. I never believe this mercury thing because i understand marketing to a degree and every time i see hey don't you know mercury poison ah, in my mind goes that's just a gimmick to sell something else it's just a marketing ploy because what do we do with marketing we bend the person's position we want ownership of that person's mind and their outlook and to to do something so i have always looked at it as marketing and that's just very interesting again i'm vindicated again this is great I'm yeah, two, but, I'm but two for two. Yeah, but let me share why. I follow the money. I said, well, why are fish considered the redheaded stepchild of food? And I researched and I found out wild caught fish doesn't bring a dime for big pharma. There's no sulfur drug. There's no antibiotics. There's no growth hormones. There's no dyes. So it's a, not a money maker. So obviously it's going to be the one to quote stay away from. What's the biggest money maker? Cattle. The number one customer for Big Pharma for selling antibiotics is farm animals. In fact, 85% of all antibiotics sold go to farm animals. Number one on the list, cattle. So that's a moneymaker. So they want to say, hey, eat more cow, eat more milk, but stay away from fish. Follow the money. It's not a moneymaker. I like that. That's very brilliant. And by the way, I don't eat cow. I haven't had beef in such a long time long time because to me it's just kind of obvious you know if you just look at what does it do and that's a whole different story yeah we may have the same diet here we're gonna have to compare so far we're betting (laughs) well coffee and fish all right (laughs) now let's take this a little bit further we touched upon this but you know in terms of what we eat that's also we also in our mindset we're we're trained we're manipulated through marketing so forth to eat this or that because why we want to maintain a good a good weight we want to drop weight we want to lose weight and there's so many different weight loss programs you've mentioned some there's paleo there's keto there's this there's that i'd like to just do a whole strip down of this and do an overview and let's find out well what are we doing wrong and what should we be doing Right. Well, one of the most common questions I get asked by patients is which diet works, especially in the beginning of the year. It's like the most common question. My answer surprises them, Tony. They all work, whether it's eating for your blood type, body type, Atkins, Zone, Keto, Nutrisystem, or Weight Watchers. If you follow the program, you know what? You're going to experience weight loss. Unfortunately, the results are usually just temporary. In fact, research shows that within a year of starting a diet, 95% gain the weight back and even more. So one of the main reasons why so many different diet plans initially work is because they all have one thing in common. 
They change a person's routine. They promote eating different foods, different ways at different times. So whether it's eating great fruits or steak three times a day or changing portion sizes or going vegan, when you mix up your daily routine, you're going to alter your metabolism, change your blood glucose levels, which in turn can lead to weight loss. The key is keeping it off. So in food sanity, I look at the word diet, Tony. The word diet comes from the Greek word diatia, which means way of living. That's the key to achieving permanent weight loss. So I show the reader how to focus on living. So permanent weight loss can be achieved by doing three things. Eating clean, avoiding obesogens, which are chemicals that cause weight gain, and getting deep restorative sleep. Research shows if you're not snoozing, you're not losing when it comes to weight. Wow, I'm going to comment upon some of these. You know, I had totally forgotten prior to this interview, but in the year 2000, I did the Eat Right for Your Blood Type, and I ate 90 to 95% of the highly beneficial and neutral category for my blood type, and I dropped 30 pounds. I didn't even expect to lose so much, but I dropped 30 pounds. I've never put it back on. And when I do do that, when I do eat more in the Eat Right for Your Blood Type, I find that my weight drops a little bit and maintains. Just It's just so hard today with all the choices. And perhaps you have some simple ways because, you know, if my wife brings home a box of chocolate cookies for some reason that it inspired her at the checkout counter, you know, guess who has some every day? And I know that that's not right. So do you have any tips on this? And, and I want to go back to some of the other comments as well. But we disrupt our diet and, and anything works. I get that. And we can drop our weight because our metabolism goes up. But then we've got that temptation again, David. How do we deal with that? Well, here's the simple. I've got a one-sentence diet for you. Ready? Here it is. One sentence. Don't even bother reading the whole book for this one-sentence weight loss tip. Ready? Live by the mantra. If it's white, keep it out of sight. There's your diet. Stay away from white foods. (laughs) Just doing that alone. Let me tell you what that'll do. That'll, That'll help keep your blood sugar balanced, increase your energy, keep you from craving foods, like you said you crave, and also help you sleeping better. Now, white foods are those that have been processed and refined, like milk, flour, sugar, salt or corn or anything made out of those ingredients. Now, there's some exceptions, of course. Natural, unprocessed white foods are good. That's cauliflower, garlic, mushrooms, onions, banana, white fish, white poultry meat. That's not that. But when people hear, Tony, when I say those lists and what they shouldn't eat, they go, good, there's nothing left to eat. Sugar, salt, flour, that's everything. But here's the key. Water water and air. (laughs) But here's the key. They can still eat all the foods that they love, but instead of white processed salt, which is stripped of over 80 essential minerals, use black volcanic Hawaiian salt or Redmond ancient sea salt. See, what happens is these white salts are stripped of all these minerals so when we have these white salts it makes us hungry makes you crave more food it makes you bloat when you have salt that has all these minerals it makes you full makes you satisfied it's good for you you won't eat as as much so when you look at sugar avoid the white processed sugar i don't think god made a mistake by creating a sweet tooth we have tooth buds you know that, that what sweets you crave them i crave them Who's to say that we shouldn't be craving sweet stuff? Just stay away from the white processed sugar and go with monk fruit, xylitol, stevia instead of white flour, which is stripped and it makes you fatter, makes you more hungry, raises your blood sugar. Go for good healthy flour like whole grain or quinoa, almond or cashew flour. So you see, you can still enjoy sweet salt and breads, just not the white varieties. The more white processed foods you eat, the more hungry you get and the more weight you're going to gain. I love it. This is the Tony D'Urso Show. Just ahead, the chat continues with Dr. David Friedman, Food Sanity. But first, it's time for us to take a short break. See you back here in just a moment. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. The right hire can make a huge impact on your business. Long ago, when I was manning up my department, a good new hire made everything run so much better. And we had a lot more fun, too. That's why it's so important to find the right person. But where do you find that individual? You can post a job on a job board and hope the right person will find your job. But think about it. How often do you hang out on job boards? Don't leave finding someone great to chance. 
when you can post your job to a place where people go every day to make connections, grow in their career, and discover job opportunities. LinkedIn. Most LinkedIn members haven't recently visited the top job boards, but 9 out of 10 members are open to new opportunities. And with 70% of the U.S. workforce on LinkedIn, posting on LinkedIn is the best way to get your job opportunity in front of more of the right people. People who are qualified for your role and ready for something new. It's the best way to find the person who will help you grow your business and why a new hire is made every 10 seconds using LinkedIn. Hurry to LinkedIn.com slash Tony and get $50 off your first job post. That's LinkedIn.com slash Tony to get $50 off your first job post. LinkedIn.com slash Tony. Terms and conditions apply. Do you believe that being fit is difficult? Do you think it requires turning in your favorite comfort foods for boring chicken and broccoli and spending hours in a gym? It doesn't. Tune into Have It All with Devin Alexander. Devin and her guest experts will show you how you can have it all at any age, from relationships to money to thinking bigger than you've ever imagined. Devin will fast-track your goals to yummy reality. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. We don't follow. We lead. Join us. The Voice America Influencers Channel. You're listening to The Tony D'Urso Show with key influencers. We'd love to hear from you via email. Be sure to send questions and comments to Tony at TonyDierso.com. Now, back to Tony and his guests. All right, we're back on the Tony D'Urso Show. Today's show is with Dr. David Friedman, Food Sanity. He's featured in over 100 national magazines and newspapers, including U.S. News & World Report, Newsweek, Better Nutrition, Reader's Digest, and Women's World, just to name a few. All right, and now back to the chat with David. And, you know, speaking of avoid white and you talk about processed for a long time, I could not drink milk or have milk in my coffee. It, I would just get this little burn in the stomach. And of course, over the years, I found that when it's pasteurized, it destroys the milk and it destroys the enzymes. And therefore, you've got people called lactose intolerant. I, so I've started drinking raw milk, total raw putting down in my coffee, never had a problem ever since, never an issue or anything. And that just goes to show when it's processed, I call it dead food. Right. Yeah, definitely. So we, we finally found one thing that we don't need to have the share of. I don't drink milk. <laughs> so you, you were batting 100 there, Tony. Yeah. <laughs> well, you can give it a try, but it totally took away all issues. If I drink regular dead milk, I'll have uh -huh. an issue. But if I drink raw, unprocessed it's just it just tastes so good and it's and it works great for my coffee. But how do you get that? That's not even sold anywhere. You have a little private raw, raw, source. Raw raw milk. Well, we have uh, stores out here called Mothers and Sprouts, and they have raw milk. Oh, they do there. Okay, yep. interesting. Yep, and yeah. it, it it there's no issue, and and my body likes it, and it can absorb the calcium and other minerals out of the milk, and it's like, hey, it, it just just this is something that was not available years ago. Yeah, that's true. The best to go raw as possible. But with milks, there's so many other alternatives for milks. The problem thing is with calcium. People say, oh, you know, I need calcium. I need cow's milk for calcium. And the problem is before the milk goes to the grocery store, as you just mentioned, it's pasteurized. And, you know, most people don't have the unpasteurized and it burns off most of that calcium. So you're not getting that. But even if you drink unpasteurized milk, it has ready 90 percent calcium, 10 percent magnesium. So what happens is the body needs 50-50, 50% calcium, 50% magnesium for the bone to grow from the calcium. It's not absorbed. So where do you get 50-50? From plants, the same place that cows get them. So you can get all the calcium you need from almonds and squash and sesame seeds and spinach. They offer almost a perfect one-to-one -one bone building calcium to magnesium ratio. So this fallacy that we got to have milk or we're going to have weak bones is not true. Cows don't drink milk. Either do elephants, <laughs> the biggest animal in the world. They get strong bones. Gorillas, strong bones, right? So you don't need calcium. So that's the one myth that I bust in the book. You just, it's not necessary for calcium. I like that, David. Eat more salads. That's very cool. Yes. Totally. Now, you mentioned the word here, oxygen, and it sounds like something obsolete. What is an oxygen, if I'm saying that right? Okay, yeah. I thought you said oxygen. I'm like, you don't know the importance <laughs> of oxygen. Boy, Tony, we got to talk. No, it's called obesogen. Oh, yeah. Excuse me. Yeah. 
Yeah, but obesogen, Tony, the reason that people can't lose weight and keep it off, it's obesogens. And what happens is all these diets focus on food and food does play a key role. However, a major reason people are overweight is the chemicals called obesogens found inside food, wrapped around our food, and even in the cookware we cook our food on. And these obesogens, they disrupt our hormone imbalance, they increase our appetite. And actually, science shows they increase the number of fat cells. That was proven by the International Journal of Obesity found that the more obesogens you have, the more fat cells that grow. Who wants that? We got enough fat cells to begin with. Who wants to have more? So the key is, is to look at these chemicals, not necessarily the food. So one I'll mention is the BPA. We've heard about that, biosphenol A. It's a synthetic estrogen primarily used to harden plastics. And, you know, it's been linked to weight gain, insulin resistance, and linked to cancer. And people know about it in the plastic. But Tony, BPA is also in these thermal paper items like cinema tickets, ATM, credit card receipts, airline tickets. When the cashier hands you the receipt, don't touch it. Have her put it in the bag. If you touch it, you're contaminating your hands. You can put it in your mouth, your nose, your mouth, food. If you touch your money, you contaminate your currency. This is called free BPA, so it can disrupt that. And when you look at the plastics, people say, well, I've heard all this about dangers of plastics. Here's a quick tip. If you see three or seven on your plastic in the uh, um, the uh, recycle the emblem, stay away. So three or seven, stay away. If you see a one, two, or five, it's okay. So you can follow the numbers there. And one other I'll share is called phthalates. It's another plasticizer, and it's a hormone disruptor. It's found in a lot of different plastics, cosmetics. But one place, Tony, people don't realize, your shower curtain could be actually causing your fat cells to grow. What? Because they Yes, imagine you exercise, you eat right, and you go take this hot shower, and this hot plastic fumes get in your face, you breathe it, you, you absorb it in your eyes. Yes, you want to go with phthalate-free shower curtains. You can go to Amazon and get them. You can go to Bed Bath & Beyond. Phthalate-free. It's simple little tricks like that. But who knew our shower curtain can be the reason why we're not losing weight? David, could you spell that so that our yeah. audience can search that, please? Yeah, that's a tough one to spell. It's P-H-T-H-A-L-A-T-E-S. So it's phthalates with a P-H. So it's the, the P-H is silent. All right, so we're going to search this. And we're going to make sure that it's not in our shower curtain or anything that we we touch. Did you say that right? Because you talked about receipts. We can't even touch this stuff with our fingers. Yeah. So the BPA is on your uh, receipt. So you don't want to if you do touch it, just wash your hands. You don't want to touch that because it's free BPA. It'll get right in your system. And interesting, I'll tell you a story, Tony. I was at Whole Foods and I see this guy in front of me and I'm looking at his shopping cart. I'm proud of the guy. He's got non-GMO and organic and vegan and he's got almond milk and he's eating right. And he's got this big pot belly. And I'm thinking in my head, how does he have a belly like that? He eats pretty darn good. I'm proud of the guy. And she hands him the receipt, Tony. He puts it in his mouth. He oh. reads is in his wallet, takes it out of his mouth, touches it, puts it in his wallet. So he put it in his mouth, contaminated his mouth, his fingers, and his currency with this chemical that could be making him fat. That's the reason. So people just don't know this stuff. It's also a carcinogen. It's been linked to cancer. So it's not a good thing. You want to definitely avoid it. And of course, you know, then you can look at the, you know, the pots and pans we talked about. That's another big word. You'll love this one. Boy, if you, I'd love to see if you can pronounce this. Perfluorooctanoic acid. That's oh, that's easy. I know that one. <laughs> now it's David, that begins with the P, right? Got it. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, just really quick before we go over to the, the P word. <laughs> if you touch a receipt at the store, don't go eat. And if you go eat... While you're touching and handling the receipt, go wash your hands first. That's wash a very simple thing to do. So, so far, so good? Yeah, or just say, put it in the bag. Don't even touch it. You know, I, I don't, or, or have, not, the good news now, a lot of them are emailing them or asking if you want them or, you know, that. So I would just avoid touching them. And, you know, a lot of them, they hand it to you. And if you have to get your like finger and just wedge it between it. So at least you're not touching it on the, on the tip of your fingertips, which is what we touch our eyes with or nose or our mouth. Be kind of careful with that. But yeah, the one, the one that we're back to the big uh, gazuntite wood, which the PFOAs is called plethoraachnoic acid. And it's a mouthful, but it shouldn't be a mouthful. And it is if you're using these nonstick cookware or the grease resistant packaging at fast food restaurants. Really? Yes, let me share this. This is interesting. Plus One Medical Journal recently published a study showing people with more PFOAs in their blood are associated with greater weight gain, especially women. Tony, 
Who needs more proof than that? People that are bigger have this chemical in their bloodstream. People that are thin don't. Hello. That's a, a, David, yeah. that's, that's a eureka moment. Aha, we got it. <laughs> Light bulbs. It's like, quick, okay, how do we tell if we have this in our blood without going to the doctor in weeks and weeks and doing a blood test? Is there any simple way? Well, they, they found the majority of people do have it in their bloodstream now and some higher levels than the other because we're getting this stuff. It's it's in, you know, it's funny. People say, oh, you know, I'm going to stay away from, uh, you know, the hamburgers at the fast food restaurant. You're more likely to get sick from the wrapper that's wrapped in that greasy hamburger because it's PFOAs. And what happens is it gets on your hamburger and you put it in your mouth. Now you're getting these chemicals in there. So a way to avoid them, Tony, go for nonstick cookware. You can use ceramic coated tempered glass, cast iron or stainless steel. And, you know, avoid, you know, food packaging treated with the grease resistant coatings. Um, I've had people after they hear me talk about this, they hand them a a paper towel and say, please put my my burger in this or my chicken or whatever it is. I'm not a fast food guy, but if you are, I, I would never have them put in that grease resistant paper. That's toxic. That's cancerous. Cancerous. Oh my goodness, I didn't know. That. So far, the things that we can eat that's safe is water. Well, we didn't really talk about it. Water, air, coffee, fish, and nothing it. white. You got it. <laughs> I didn't know this stuff. Now, I don't eat fast foods. I would only eat fast food if I was absolutely starving and I had no choice like, you know, I've done sometimes in yeah. France. I didn't know where the restaurants are. It's too far to find something. Hey, here's a, here's a McDonald's. Okay, you know. I'll do it, you know, but otherwise I just avoid it because I don't trust the food, the food preparation and the chemicals. I like the more natural, the better. And that's just the way I gravitate. But you can't always do it, right? This is the Tony D'Urso Show. Just ahead, the chat continues with Dr. David Friedman, Food Sanity. But first, it's time for us to take a short break. See you back here in just a moment. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. Hey guys, are you thinking about life insurance? Did you know the older you get, the more it costs? That's why locking in your rate for up to 10 or 20 years now makes sense. The rate you lock in won't change even if your health status does. And if you think you can't afford it, I'll bet you can. Chances are SelectQuote can help you get it for less than a dollar a day. SelectQuote's breakthrough technology allows them to quickly match you with the best insurance company to find your best policy. Plus, quotes are free. Guys, this is important stuff for your family and loved ones. SelectQuote could save you time and money. So get your free quote at selectquote.com slash D-U-R-S-O today. That's selectquote.com slash D-U-R-S-O for your free quote. Don't put off protecting your family another day. Selectquote.com slash D-U-R-S-O. Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your premium could vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states. You heard that a majority of businesses fail. Don't be a statistic. Get my book free, The Vision Map. Beat the odds for your business success. Get it free at TonyDURSO.com slash vision. And set up your own successful vision map. TonyDURSO.com slash vision. There's a new force to be reckoned with in talk radio. It's not just talk radio. Hosted by LaTanya Jr. and co-hosts Tina Wynn and Tony Brown. Not Just Talk Radio is like a superhero. Inspiring, problem-solving, and informing. Packed with action-provoking conversations from news, movements, and social and politics issues. This program is about a wide range of voices and fresh points of view from experts, celebrities, and you, the listener. Not Just Talk Radio is broadcast live Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Hear the stories. Be motivated. Be inspired. Join us today. Voice America Influencers. You're listening to The Tony D'Urso Show with key influencers. We'd love to hear from you via email. 
Be sure to send questions and comments to Tony at TonyDierso.com. Now, back to Tony and his guests. All right, we're back on the Tony D'Urso Show. Today's show is with Dr. David Friedman, Food Sanity. David also hosts the syndicated program To Your Good Health Radio, which changed the face of talk radio by incorporating entertainment, shock value, and solutions to everyday health and wellness issues. And now back to the chat with David. We got to play detective now. People say, what's the best thing I can do right now for my health is, you know, look in the mirror. It's you. You have to make a difference. You know, our great grandparents weren't sick like we are today because they didn't have the Monsanto and the pesticides and all these chemicals. And they basically ate clean. We don't eat clean anymore. We got so much junk and we think if it's in a box, it's been checked, it's been approved. And if it's in our water, oh, that means our city's checking the water. No, folks, you have to play detective. And, you know, we mentioned the pesticides. One little quick tip I'll share is, you know, pesticides, they're an obesogen. They cause your gut to inflame. They cause you to lose You you know, it's called leaky gut syndrome, and it actually can create obesity. So one of the reasons we're so big and hard to lose weight is we're eating pesticides. And one thing you can do is a neat little tip. I call it the fingernail test. And what you do is if you can put your fingernail in a fruit or vegetable, chances are the pesticides can get in as well. Always go organic. If you can't, don't worry so much about organic because we can't eat everything organic. So if you have uh, apple, pears, blueberries, strawberries, that's pretty easy to stick your fingernail in. Organic. Not so much for eggplant, pineapple, kiwi, coconut. That's not going to have as much pesticides. No big worry. So, And the other thing, of course, USDA certified. And one little tip I have, and you can play detective on the PLU code, which stands for price lookup code. You'll see it starts with a nine or an eight. If it's nine, it's organic. If it's eight, it's GMO. So the saying I say, so watch this, Tony, ready? If it's nine, it's fine. If it's eight, it isn't great. Wow. You remember that. Yeah, it's on every PLU code. Even the people who work at grocery stores don't know that secret little code. There is so much that we've learned in just such a short time. This is phenomenal. I am so glad that we're doing this interview. And we're so pleased to have you share this with us. Now, because we can't get away from this sometimes, as we kind of talked about here and there in this interview, do you advocate any kind of cleanses or detoxes or anything like that? The problem with cleansing, it's kind of like, you know, having a, you're going after the smoke instead of the fire. You know, so you have to empty, another analogy is you got to empty the oil oil tank out first and then put new in. But if you keep putting bad in, it's no good. So a lot of people detox. And then, of course, now they're beating these chemicals again. They're eating these bad foods again. So what's the use? So, yeah, detox is good to do. But the problem is you're back poisoning yourself again. What, what good did you do? It's, it's, a, it's a waste. You've really got to look at the whole picture. So it's really a lifestyle change. And if it's too much or too expensive, of course... Bit by bit, try to hit some of the key areas and then just grow from there. Exactly. And that's that's the big key is, you know, just like we said, you know, eat like your great, great grandparents. And you know, it's interesting. I, I get people, Tony, that say, oh, I'm just overweight because it's 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 hereditary. It's in my genes. Folks, you can't blame your genes on why you can't fit into your genes. And here's why. In the year 1905 and under, 3% were overweight. Today, it's 70%. How can you blame your great, great grandma if she wasn't fat? <laughs> right, 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 and it's it's sad, yeah. you know. When you're in Europe, I don't know. I, I haven't been in Europe for a couple of years, but when I was in Europe before, I don't care where you are, you can spot every single American from a block away. They're the biggest people. Go figure. Yeah, it's so true, and and you know, and like I said, it's just you just got like you said, get back to nature. Look at back, you know, go back when food was good, when it was clean. And you know, I challenge people to look at these old pictures. Remember the old pictures from the eight, late eighteen hundreds, early nineteen hundreds, the black and white, the family portrait. Nobody's yeah. smiling then, but boy, if you notice something, they were all thin. I challenge you to find somebody that was overweight. Now, fast forward to today and look at the family portrait. I challenge you to find someone that's not overweight. Oh, that's we live sad. in a we live in a different world now. Sad. David, we've probably talked about this, but I want to make it very clear to our audience. Public enemy number one with food. Is that the white? It's the uh, well, public enemy itself. Yeah, it would be the white foods. And again, milk's included in there. I know that's where you and I differ. But, you know, the thing about with milk is casein is the protein. And the major reason why cow's milk is so bad for us is the protein casein. It's from cow's milk, but it's also used to make glue to hold together wood. Think of the cow logo in Elmer's glue. 
and it's used to make plastic. So if you swallow this glue-like substance, your body does what? It attacks it. It creates a substance called histamines, and with, which can cause mucus buildup, and it can have bronchitis, allergies, asthma, sinus, ear infections. So it's, it's just something we want to stay away from. Casein's designed to make a 100-pound cow turn into a 2,000-pound I mean, one pound, pound calf turned into a 2,000 pound cow. So oh it's designed to fatten up a cow. The reason they call it fat cow is because of casein. It fattens the cow up. So common sense time, forget the science. Tony, you wouldn't put a, a rocket fuel inside your moped engine, would you? It's too big. It'd be crazy. Who would do that? Why would we put this gargantuan sized protein into our little body? We want we a very designed. fast moped. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's going to explode. Yeah, it's going to inflame. Yeah. So that's the big thing. So, yeah, that's the public enemy number one. I think that we just do too much milk and dairy products. I think that, you know, the science shows that you did. And I looked at, oh, boy, in my book, I really looked at the science to try to find the good the good studies about milk. And they were funded by the American Dairy Association. Uh, Biased. B-U-I-A-S-E-D. David, you've really opened up my eyes on a lot of things. I mean, I'm... I know some stuff. I have not written a book on health or wellness or anything like this. I so appreciate you helping, you know, putting some sanity in this with some simple education. This is so good. I love it. Now, beef, we should avoid, but there's a huge billion trillion dollar industry on beef. Is there, and some people love beef and don't necessarily know what to do. They may not like fish. Do you have any alternates as well as advice and suggestions how perhaps to taper that down? Yeah, the thing about beef is, especially these diets now where it's like every day, beef, beef, beef. It's like, geez. And the truth is you don't need red meat to be have a well-balanced diet. I mean, look at some of these bodybuilders that are vegans. They're healthy and athletes. They didn't need that. And like we said, look at elephant. They're vegetarian, aren't they? They're pretty darn big and strong. Gorilla, I've never seen a gorilla that's not big and strong, and they don't eat red meat. So, you know, if you really look at science and common sense. But here's the thing interesting, Tony. You know, we've all heard that too much beef's been linked to colon cancer. In fact, you name it, we're talking Harvard, John Hopkins, Mayo Clinic, uh, uh, the uh, American Cancer Society. There's just no denying the more red meat you eat, the more likely you are to get colon cancer. So much study out there, but why? I didn't know why. I researched. I said, I want to know why. Well, the National Academy of Sciences about four years ago shared a major discovery of a unique molecule called NAU5GC, which is found abundance in cows, but it's not found in humans. And when we eat this molecule, it triggers an immune response and our body attacks it. And this leads to chronic inflammation has been linked to colon cancer. They've actually found these cells in colon cancer. Among all victims of cancer, colon cancer is the second leading cause of death. So the more red meat you eat, the more likely you are to get colon cancer. And it was interesting, the most authoritative report on colon cancer risk to date, it was published, I believe, was the World Cancer Research Fund International. They concluded almost half of colon cancer could be prevented if people just ate less red meat. And here's what's interesting. There's a molecule called uh, NEU5AC that we have in our body, and it's one molecule, one atom different than the one from a cow. So we share this molecule with chickens and fish so we can eat those foods with no inflammatory reaction. But when we eat red meat, our immune system can't tell the difference. So our body ends up attacking our own blood vessels. This explains why research shows too much red meat increases heart disease. It attacks, it's, it's, a, it's a, like an autoimmune response. So really, stay away from a cow. That's the lesson. <laughs> wow, that's incredible. Yeah. We need a little jingle for this. If you want to live healthier, eat less red beef. And I challenge someone to come up with a, a good jingle on that because that's what we need to, we need <laughs> we to get that out to people. We and, do. And, what, and David, we talked about beef. We talked about fish. We talked about milk, vegetables. What about pork? Kind of... Kind of not, it's not, it's kind of in that animal category, but it's got its own idiosyncrasies and peculiarities. Yeah, interesting. You know, there's an old saying, Tony, we've all heard it, sweating like a pig. You know, that actually couldn't be further from the truth because pigs don't sweat. They don't have the, the sweat glands. And this can lead to toxins remaining inside their body and ultimately ingested by humans that eat them. In fact, some pigs' outer fat layer is so thick and filled with toxins If a rattlesnake bites a pig, the snake is more likely to die than the pig. What? Yes. Okay. Okay. Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me take this step by step. Snake comes up to a pig. Snake bites pig. And the venom that you would think goes into the pig. What goes into the snake to kill the snake? 
all the toxins that are loaded on the outside. Remember, pigs don't sweat. That's why they wallow in the mud. So they eat poisons and vermins and doo-doo and each other and you name it. And what happens is it doesn't have, you know, when humans, when we want to detach, what do we do? We go to a sauna, right? We sweat. We go to the whirlpool. We exercise. Pigs can't sweat. This is the Tony D'Urso Show. Just ahead, the chat continues with Dr. David Friedman, Food Sanity. But first, it's time for us to take a short break. See you back here in just a moment. We don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. Hey, check out my other great interviews at TonyDURSO.com or using your Android or iPhone, get the app at TonyDURSO.com slash mobile. That's TonyDURSO.com or slash mobile for the app. Thanks. It's time to unlock some of the best kept secrets in health, wealth, and happiness. Are you ready to live your life to the fullest and hear insider tips from today's experts? Then tune in to The Forbes Factor with celebrity TV host and inspirational icon, Forbes Riley. She's a best-selling author and TV fitness expert, and you know her from QVC and HSN. Now she brings her expert advice and guests to the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in live every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time for The Forbes Factor. We guarantee it will be the best hour of your week your favorite voice america talk radio network shows and hosts are in your car outdoors and wherever you need them to be listen anywhere get our mobile app for iphone blackberry or android at the apple itunes app store blackberry app world or android market this is the voice america influencers channel be inspired You're listening to the Tony D'Urso Show with key influencers. We'd love to hear from you via email. Be sure to send questions and comments to Tony at TonyD'Urso.com. Now, back to Tony and his guests. All right, we're back on the Tony D'Urso Show. Today's show is with Dr. David Friedman, Food Sanity. David's been a guest on over 100 syndicated radio and television shows, and his best-selling CD, America's Unbalanced Diet, sold over a million copies, helping raise awareness about the unhealthy foods people are consuming. Now back to the chat with David. So I'm not a fan of eating pork, but if it's something you choose to eat, go for the leanest, less fattening and healthiest option, which is the pork loin. The center portion sold as the center loin is the best option with second best choice being the tenderloin. Make sure, of course, it's grass fed and free range. And if you're a big ham fan, you say, well, I love ham. And of course, that's closer to the fat. Eat it baked, and prior to baking your ham, make linear slices on the meat and place it on a meat rack, which allows the excess fat to drip away. So in my book, it's not all or nothing. I kind of show you, hey, if you want to eat beef, I show you the best beef to get, even though I'm not a fan, pork, the best way to eat it, fish and so forth. So it's really kind of like, you know, you got Democrats and Republicans that are fighting. You got the paleo and the vegans that are fighting. Food Sanity, my book, is the bipartisan lunch we can all get along and dine. (laughs) Oh, I like that. You are bringing such sanity in just such a short time. I so appreciate this. And to our audience, you can find out more about him at drdavidfriedman.com. I'm going to spell this out so we have it right. That's D-R-David-F-R-I-E-D-M-A-N.com. Drdavidfriedman.com. And David, we can get the book Food Sanity if we go there to that to your website? Yeah, you can get it where all, anywhere where books are sold, but you can go to foodsanity.com and you can get the book. But I also have a uh, companion recipes, 92 page ebook that you can click and get for free. It's a companion. I didn't have room for recipes. My book's so thick with all this great research. I said, wow, well, what are these people going to eat? So I created breakfast, lunch, dinner, great food, delicious desserts. Sweet, salty, but the good kind, not the white kind. If it's white, keep it out of sight. And I have a whole menu and all types of great recipes that you can eat your way to good health. I love it. I love it. This is so good. I like to jump into sweets a little bit. We have that sweet tooth. We talked about it. Are there any particular sweets that we could gravitate towards that would be more healthy as opposed to some that would be more harmful? 
Yeah, you can go with uh, stevia, which is a great option. Xylitol from the birch tree. I like monk fruit. That's delicious. And if in, in the um, recipes, I also show and also in my book how to make date paste, which is like caramel, but it's healthy. So there's nice, healthy options. Just stay away from the white processed sugar. I hate these experts that come on and they say, oh, stay away from fruit. It's got fructose. It's bad for you. And I'm like, really? It does have fructose, but because it has fiber, it balances, buffers out the sugar. Apple a day keeps the doctor away. Research shows you're 30% less likely to get diabetes if you eat apple. It's a very sweet fruit, but studies show because of the pectin and the fruit and the skin, it helps lower your blood sugar. The same with blueberries. It's Blueberries are 15 grams of sugar per cup. That's a lot of sugar, but you know what? They'll lower your blood sugar. They're good for diabetics because of the skin. So we can still enjoy fruits and sweets. It's not going to spike our blood sugar. Just do the right way, not this processed sugar sweet way. You've got some of us uh, spinning on our heads with, with this eating fruit that is high in sugar is actually very good because of its various benefits. This is great. Yeah, it's, you know, it's just common sense, you know. But now, now let me say, if you get that blueberry and you put it in juice, now you're getting rid of the fiber. Now it'll spike your blood sugar. Apple juice is not good for you. Orange juice is not good for you. It'll spike your blood sugar. So we should be eating our fruit, not drinking our fruit, because if you're worried about your blood sugar, eat the pectin, the fruit, and the pulp. That's so good for you. You want the rinds. You want all that stuff. Ah, you know, a very long time ago, I used to like apple juice. And then I stopped completely after a while because every time I would have apple juice, I would want to take a nap. I would get so drowsy, and that explains it. And I just realized apple juice, bad. <laughs> bad. And I'll tell you an interesting story. Here's somebody, you, you, you know, some of our young viewers may not know, but Jack LaLanne. I mean, he was the, the ultimate juicer. He, brought, he put juicing on the map. He had the juice tiger, and I interviewed him, and I mentioned this in my book. I says, hey, you know, you talk about how great juicing is, but what about all the, the skin and the pulp and the rinds and all that stuff? He says, oh, no, that's the best part. I make pies and cakes and breads with it and ice cream and sherbet with it. I go, why don't you say that on your infomercial? And he said, people want a one-stop, easy shop. If you start making other things too complicated, they're not going to buy my juicer. So he didn't mention it, but he lived it. And look how long he lived. He was healthy, what, I think 97 he lived. He lived healthy as, as, as an ox. And you know what? He ate his pulp. He didn't throw it away. So he might have juiced, but he still ate it. Wow, you've just busted some myths there. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> David, this is great. I think I've run through everything that I can think of. There's so much that you've given and educated us on. What do you want to make sure that the audience takes away to help them live better, live longer, and be smarter with food? What, what do you want to really make sure you impart to our audience. Again, uh, don't be so duped by the front of the label. Flip it around and look at the back. Play detective. You see chemicals that you don't recognize. Google them and go, whoa, phenylholopropylamine. Uh, that's also used to make cement. Maybe it's not good to put it in my food. Google these. Research these chemicals. And you'd be shocked what you're putting in your body. You know, we always seem to be blaming food, blaming food, it's chemicals. You know, this big gluten thing, oh, gluten's bad for you. Well, how come you can eat gluten 20 years ago? Fine, and now you can't. The chemicals are destroying our gut, making things like gluten hard to digest. These chemicals are to blame. You can go around blaming the fire, but let's look at, I mean, blaming the smoke, let's look at the fire. And that means reading labels, taking health in your own hand, looking in the mirror, because that reflection is the answer to optimal health. Thank you so much, Dr. David Freeman. And a quick question here. Something just came to mind. I've run into this here and there. I, I haven't done all my research on it myself as a consumer. But you run into this, eat five cups of vegetables a day, eat this kind of fruit a day, eat this kind of vegetable a day. Do you have a general, is there such a thing as a general plus or minus diet where, you know, you should consume things in, in terms of so much, uh, so much vegetables and so much protein and things like that? Yeah, I live by a flexitarian diet. That's what I live by. And flexitarian is the marriage between flexible and vegetarian. It's 80-20. 80% plant-based foods, 20% animal protein. So it's 80-20. Now, these other diets, what they're doing is reversing it. You're looking at these paleo folks in keto, and they're saying all the opposite, eat fat and, 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 and little bit of vegetables and fruits, if any. So I think we're having it wrong there. We're missing it. If you look at the healthiest people on the planet, we're talking the blue zones, people that live to be 100 primarily plant-based so we've got to go back to where our 
proof. Hey, if you want to learn karate, learn it from a 10th degree black belt. He knows what he's doing. If you want to learn to live a long and healthy life, learn from these folks in the blue zones. They eat primarily plant-based. And again, a little bit of animal protein, very, very little, if any, red meat, but it's mostly plant-based. I think that we're, we're not doing enough. And as for a variety, you want to mix and match because variety diversity has actually been proven to help the gut microbiomes. So don't just eat green beans, green beans. You want to go green and yellow and red. You want to have different colors of the rainbow. Science shows that's the best for our health. Ah, uh-huh, makes great sense. And we also don't want the body to get into a routine. We want to change it up a little bit, keep the metabolism going. Exactly. And that's that, the key. And that key takeaway, the simple thing is 80% plant. That, mm-hmm. David, that sounds tough for a lot of people in the audience. They don't necessarily have access to this, do they? That seems like a very, I'm not arguing with it. I'm just saying that just seems like it's such a, a surprise. It's such a, because you've heard it the other way around. You've heard different things. You've heard 30, 30, 30 with carbs and 30% this, but 80% plant. Wow. Yeah, you can get plenty of protein from plants. You don't even need to eat the uh, the animal, you know, for protein. And I show that in my book, all the different plants that give you plenty of protein. Again, you know, look at look at elephants. They get plenty of protein from plants. And you know, I don't think that they need to eat a steak or a hamburger or tacos. So, you know, if you just look common sense, I know what we've been told. But if you just look at the healthiest cultures out there. They live the longest. They eat more plant-based. Not that you have to be total vegan or strict vegetarian, but majority of your plate should be plant foods, period. Absolutely amazing. You have brought sanity here with your book, Food Sanity. You've changed things. You've cleaned up on myths. You've changed our mindset. I really ask the audience to listen to this again and get your book, Food Sanity. They can get it from... Anywhere where books are sold and find out more about you at drdavidfriedman.com. Dr. David, thank you so much for an insightful interview. I'd love to have you back on when there's an update or anything. This is a great subject. We are not very educated on it. And we thank you for taking all the time to get to the truth of matters and, and educate us on it. This is great. This is great. Now, go, go get some fish, Tony. I know you're, you're, I hear your stomach growling. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you again. And just thank you so much. And for my amazing audience, thanks so much for listening. Remember, success awaits those who persevere and remain steadfast despite the odds. Be righteous. Join me on the next episode of The Tony D'Urso Show. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of the Tony D'Urso Show with his key influencers. Be sure to tune in again next Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel.